everybody. Welcome back to Emerald City Hockey's post-game live for another therapy session after that 6-3 loss to the Calgary Flames. It's not um, not a fun one. Uh, Kraken, you know, really looked like they were starting to build some really strong and positive momentum coming into this game, coming off a couple wins, coming off the end of that good road trip, kick things off all right last game. Just uh, couldn't couldn't do it in this one. Um, this was, you know, it's a tough one because the Flames were coming into this game. They'd really been struggling this year and we didn't want them to find their footing <laughs> against the Kraken tonight. But unfortunately, it looks like that is what happened a little bit. And hey, look, the, it's a 6-3 loss. It, you know, two of them were empty net goals, so it kind of makes it look worse than it was. I think also, you know, like the Kraken had some great chances throughout this one. They had some odd man rushes that they weren't able to convert. They had a lot of other good looks that they weren't able to convert. Uh, really even turn into shots, period. Forget about scoring goals. They just couldn't turn them into shots. Um, so it's, it's not as awful as maybe some of those earlier season losses were. But still, this did feel like a, you know... They, they had taken their two steps forward and tonight was their one step back. And uh, that's, that's, that's generally not something you want to do. However, that is something you tend to have to do when playing mini golf, say at a flat stick pub location uh, where, you know, you got to take your steps up to the green. You reach down, you get your ball out of the hole right after you've nailed your hole in one, you take a step back or away from the hole. You admire your work a little bit and you head on over to the next one. Um, I was reaching on that. <laughs> I was reaching on that. But you know what? Tonight is a good night to head over to that South Lake Union location. Go ahead, show your crack and ticket, get your dollar off the beer and, you know, you know, enjoy the rest of your night after being there at the Kraken game after, you know, a disappointing one if you were at CPA. Uh, and as always, super appreciative to Flatstick for sponsoring all of the postgame lives this year. Um, it's just taking a moment to load the comments for me. I was going to jump into comments, but it's just it's really slow. For some reason, StreamYard is just giving me issues right now. Don't know what that's about. There we go. Um, well, I it kind of loading them sorry everybody <laughs> there we go uh coop such a bummer i hate this fast start but terrible second and third period trend it yeah the kraken were back to that right this is again something that they had salvaged a little bit talked the last post game right we talked uh about the idea of you know this is a team that unlike last year they're not going to win the game scoring five six seven eight nine goals um, but they're going to have to find ways to win, you know, games three, two or two, one and, and kind of grind out those lower scoring games, control the game a little bit more in their own zone. And it really felt like the Kraken didn't do that so much defensively in this one. And then on top of it, if you are going to be that based on what we've seen from the Kraken this year, the Kraken can't be a low event team. And by event, I really just mean shot. Uh, they really just can't be a, a team that's going to try to survive on just a handful of shots each period and unfortunately that's what we saw tonight where again you see a, a second period from the Kraken with only three shots on net that just isn't going to get it done uh no matter who you're playing it doesn't matter how slow a start the flames have had how rough their season's been going you're not going to get it done with only three shots in the second period you you just can't especially after you had a really strong first period you're taking you know a, a lead into into the second and all that kind of stuff uh you just can't afford to do that and then in the third period to let that trend continue yeah you upped it to seven a lot of that comes late when you're playing kind of desperate, throwing everything at the net. you got empty net situations. So you get some more shots. You need more than seven shots in a period, though, especially a period that you found yourself behind just a couple minutes in, right? A minute and a half in, you're, you're down in the third period. You need more than seven shots in that third period. So it's, it's a tough one. That's, I think, for me, the thing that I'm struggling the most with after this loss is the fact that the Kraken only had 20 shots on goal. It's just that's not how they've been playing. That's not the recipe for their success. It's just not what they need to be doing. And in this one, unfortunately, it was what they needed to be doing. And I hate to say it, everybody, but they were 60% on the faceoff dot. Starting to feel like last year again, where any games in which they were successful on faceoffs, they have a negative result and vice versa. I don't believe they won the faceoff battle the last couple games and they won the game. So maybe we're just back to that. Uh, not that any of us want to be, but maybe we are. 
Joey, pathetic. Nick, the flames. I know, I know, the flames. I'm certainly saying with the that stunk. It did. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a great performance. Look, on you get some positives. You were able to score on the major in the first period. I think that was a really big deal. That would have been really brutal if not only at that point you're unsure if McCann is going to come back. You don't know how serious his situation was. If you had gone the whole five minutes without scoring, that would have been a real blow to the momentum that the power play had been building. Instead, you do get that Oliver Bjorkstrand goal, basically just doing what he did last game to get a goal. Same same uh, spot on the ice, same shot, same location of where he scored, right? Top left. Um, so that was good. I, I feel like the fact that you get the power play continuing its momentum is good. On the flip side, the PK... 50% tonight. That's not good enough. It's just not good enough. The PK right now just seems to be in a death spiral. Every After every game, I just go the next day and I check on hockey reference, like where they are in the league PK-wise, and they're just falling down the standings. They're just, oh, it's in like in free fall. It's, it's really something they got to figure out, that one. Um, otherwise, you know, for the rest of it, Kraken played a disciplined game. That's been good, especially if you're going to be struggling on the PK. I don't know. I'm I'm looking for the light spots, but this one it was just it was tough. I you got an empty net goal at the end, right? Like that that was important too. It shows this team it doesn't go away and they they do still try. Uh and that is definitely a positive. Bahrain, yikes. I do not want to be on the receiving end of a bunch of Pacific Division get right games this month. I know we got a couple against the Oilers, we got a game against the Sharks. Um and then this one, yeah, here against the Flames. I'm with you. That would not be good. It would really not be good because that's partly what's been keeping the Kraken from the start feeling really bad is the fact that so many other teams in the division have gotten off to rough starts. So you definitely don't want to kind of help them reverse their trend. Um, at least Bjorki is getting hot. Similar trend to taking a penalty with the lead and the wheels falling off from the PK forward from Coop there. Yeah, it is. It's it's unfortunately it's becoming too much of a common occurrence. Like I said, PK's got to get it. They they got to figure something out. Uh, we talked about it last time. I I think we were on to something with Brandon Tanev being out. He, he's still not going to come back like anytime soon. You, you still got a couple weeks for that. So you've got to figure something out if you're the Kraken on the PK. Something has to change. It cannot keep going like this. Um, got a super chat here. I am. Again, like I said, I, I apologize. StreamYard is going really slow for me on the comments. So I'm trying to get to the super chat. Come on, load in for me. There we go. From Jessica. Thank you very much, Jessica. The crowd was so great tonight. What a weird, goofy loss. So glad Canner came back. Yes, it was fantastic to see Jared McCann come back in this one. That was obviously really scary. I mean, that's uh, an absolutely brutal cross check that he took. I mean, ridiculous. I don't know why Majiapani decided to do that. I don't know what he was thinking when he did it. Um, I was glad to see that McCann was able to come back later on in the first period. I believe he was able to come back in um, and it seemed like he was all right. I was hoping just watching the replays that the visor was going to help, you know, with his face kind of going into the ice like that. I was really hoping that the visor was going to kind of be a, a barrier, kind of keep it from him really slamming his face into the ice. Hopefully that was the case. Um, yeah. And like I said, you got the five minute major. I thought the refs handled it beautifully, right? You call the major, then you can take a look at it. You can talk with Toronto. You can figure everything out. And they, you know, correctly upheld that. Yeah. Yeah. This is misconduct. This guy's got to get out of here. Uh, so I, I thought that that was all handled really well. And because it was handled really well, the Kraken didn't necessarily need to, to deal with it themselves either, right? That's a situation where when the refs make the, the correct call, they get it right, the player's out of the game, you get a five-minute major, the best thing you can do is just at least get one on that major, right? Score a couple if you can, but the best thing you can do in that situation is, is get a goal, and that's what the Kraken were able to do uh, for Jaron McCann. And then you said the crowd was great tonight. That's really great to hear because – you know, this was a this was a low event game, right? You look at a second period where you only get three shots, third period where you're down and you only get seven shots. Um, I'm glad to hear that the crowd was was still into the game. They were in it like, you know, really, they always are. It's a Seattle sports crowd. Those are fantastic. We know that. Um, so definitely glad to hear that. And thank you one more time for the super chat there, Jessica. 
as I try to get StreamYard to load back over into the non-super chat comments. Again, everybody, apologies on that. Don't know what's going on with them. Um, yeah, this is uh this this one, you know, there's there's stuff, right? Like Kraken, not only low event when it came to shots on gold, low, low event when it came to hits too. Only only picking up eight hits in this one. That's a little odd as well. Um, just really, really struggled in that situation. Uh, it's kind of kind of surprising considering I felt like they played a pretty physical game on the four check. They did a good job, of, especially the Matty Beneers line of, of boxing a lot of the Calgary defensemen out. I thought they did a really good job with that. Uh, I guess just you know, none of those were actual hits. Hmm, go figure. Got another super chat here from JMG. Thank you very much, JMG. Kraken's shot differential and time of possession is a problem this season. Wasted a winnable game. Uh, I mean, look, I'm I totally agree with you in this one. It's it, this was, you know, probably a winnable game. Vladar made some two big saves on arguably the Kraken's two best chances tonight. Of uh, Vladar came up pretty big. That Wenberg one, that save he had on Wenberg was gross. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, the shots on goal was a problem in this one. Hasn't necessarily always been a problem in the other games. And that's why this one's kind of confusing for me because we had seen the Kraken really kind of step it up. There, there had been the ugly losses like this one. You're right, JMG, where this was also, you know, this was a problem. The second period would come around. They just get a handful of shots. They get like five shots. And it's like, okay, that's, you know, whether you're playing with a lead or from behind, either way, that's not good. Um, and, and it continued in this one. So the Kraken clearly this season have that in them. That's, that's kind of like a, a default thing apparently for them that they're going to have to fight against for, um, each and every game. I was hoping that it was just like a small slump they had, but no, it does appear to be the case. So I'm with you, JMG. That is definitely something that they have to, to figure out for sure. Uh, Dexter, are you joining us in Arizona again for Tuesday's game? I will be in Arizona for Tuesday's game. Really looking forward to that. Love, love, love going to uh, Mullet Arena for those games and being able to see everybody and kind of hang out and watch the game with with all the uh, the Kraken fans. It's a lot of fun. So I'll be putting out more stuff. We'll be putting out more stuff on Twitter about that. And we'll try to get, you know, see how many people are there. See if we can get another fun group photo. That was that was a blast last time. Um, let's see. Uh, on to Onslaught. Uh, that's a game you have to win. Backup goalie, no top score, five-minute major power play, team on a six-game losing streak at home, and you had a lead. Well, when you put it like that, boy, that makes it seem a lot worse that we lost this game than it already felt like. But it's true. That, that's a lot of factors in your favor if you're the Seattle Kraken and to come out kind of as flat as you did, especially after having that lead going into the second period. You come out just completely flat. You you know, you, you survive most of the second period regardless of that fact, right? The fact you've only got three shots on goal. You take a penalty. You allow the power play goal with a minute left in the second. They're able to carry that momentum into the third score, 93 seconds into the third period, and all of a sudden you're down in this game. And the Kraken weren't really able to rally until you get that um, – that that empty net goal towards the end there, where the Kraken had pulled Philip Grubauer, they're able. To, Maddie's able to bank one off Jaden Schwartz. Credit goes to Schwartz for the goal, but it was a good play from Maddie Beniers. Um, But yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. Like that, this this game should have gone differently. Is the bottom line. Joey, we lose to a backup goalie. And we get dominated by a two seven and two team. Pretty sad. Played for the first 20. The first empty net goal was actually gut-wrenching at CPA from Nicole. Oh, I know. That, that must have been rough. Lindsay, everything after the first period made me sick. It, it certainly wasn't good. It was like I blinked and eight minutes of the second period just disappeared. Like, I, I couldn't tell you for the life of me what happened in the middle of the second period because nothing was happening. Like, it was just like a whole lot of nothing. Um, it was very strange. Very, very strange game. Steve Dog, small highlight from the third was a great hustle by Maddie to get back to cover a breakaway. That was a great one. And yeah, I mean, he not only does he hustle it back, right? He helps pick up the two-on-one breakaway situation, right? He then hustles all the way back into the offensive zone to join his line mates after the play has reversed course and gone back towards Calgary's end of the ice. Maddie skated a full 400 feet in the matter of 15 to 20 seconds. Uh, I, I mean, maybe it was a little longer than that, but it was, it was impressive. And uh, yeah, I mean, no one, I know he hasn't shown up on the score sheet as much as we've all wanted this year, but boy, 
he he still shows up game after game. His, his line was the line that whenever Calgary was really stuck in their own zone, it was Maddie Beniers and Oliver Bjorkstrand and Ty Cartier out on the ice doing that to Calgary. Now, the problem was they were never able to convert all that ice time, all that time of possession into a shot on goal. That's something they need to figure out. But it was at least refreshing because in a game where the Kraken didn't have a lot of that time of possession, a lot of it did come from that top, well, that quote unquote top line of Matty Beniers, Ty Cartier, and Oliver Bjorkstrand. So it was another one where it's like we can point and say, look, that line is clearly doing something right despite the fact that they can't score at all. <laughs> and it's it's tough. I I can't I hate that I have to just keep saying that, right? But it's it's the unfortunate reality we're, we're sitting in. Christian trap game. Flames the hungrier team. I was afraid they'd played down to them. Kraken need a little bit of that Cobra Kai mentality. Mercy is for the weak. Uh, I mean, I, I think they could use a little bit more of that, to, to be honest, just based on these games. You need something to get you going in the second period of games. You need something when you're going on the PK. You need something when you're playing with a lead. This is a team that really struggles to play with leads. So, yeah, bring on the Cobra Kai mentality if that's what it's going to take uh to to be able to close out games <laughs> I, I think that's something that the kraken do in fact need i think you're onto something christian and yes i did think it was a little bit of a trap game just because when everybody's really looking at a team the way everybody's really looking at the calgary flames the fact that i was hearing about them every time i listened to the jeff merrick show or 32 thoughts or really any national hockey broadcast it's just the calgary flames you know at some point that team's going to turn something around Right. Like no, no team stays that down for that long. So I was really kind of worried about this team coming in and, and being able to do something against the Kraken. And, and unfortunately, those worries, you know, I had them for a reason, I guess. Lindsay, why are the Flames our kryptonite? Literally only one win ever against them in Calgary with Joey and Gold. That is true. That oh man, that's a while ago. It feels like too. It feels like a, a really long time ago. We've always had struggled against them. We've struggled against the Oilers too. There's something about these Alberta teams that, you know, with the, the Kraken, it just doesn't agree with the Kraken at all. Uh, and it is something that they're going to have to figure out because, hey, that's, you know, that's a decent chunk of the division right there that, you, that you're going to have to deal with. I uh, see the super chat here from Lonnie. Thank you very much, Lonnie, for the super chat. And I see the message a little further down. Too mad to say anything. Well, look, I totally understand that one, Lonnie. I really do. And I really, really appreciate the fact that you took the time to to give the super chat anyway. Really, really do. Thank you a lot for that. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, man. Tough, tough, tough. Tough and and tough. I mean, even StreamYard doesn't want to work for this this game just because of how it went down. As so I'm just really trying to 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 get through the comments here. Apologies, everybody. Um, is their collective puck handling as bad as it looks from Harvey? I, I don't think so. We've seen it look better than in this game. Uh, so I, I'm going to say no. But it is something that they've struggled with this year as well. I'll give you that one. Got to beat Arizona on Tuesday on else, or else it's panic button time. I mean, yes, if you if you look this bad against Arizona, things are things are a problem uh, for the Kraken. And we're kind of right back into that mentality of like, OK, here, like, let's take a moment. But, you know, hopefully uh, me being in the building will will help out with that. JMG penalties were definitely the turning point of the game. It's happening too much for the Kraken. Like we said earlier, you you have to be better on the PK. You have to stop the death spiral that the PK is in. Just every day they are falling down the, the standings when it comes to, to penalty kill percentage. They have to be better. Um, Sarah, what happened to McCann? Only got to watch the third and saw he only had 11 minutes. Uh, so in the first period, Sarah, um, Jared McCann went to block a shot, completely saved a goal. OK, like he saved a goal. The, the play was kind of chaotic. Bottom line was Philip Grubauer was out of his crease to the other side of where the puck had bounced out to. Uh, so it was kind of a wide open cage for the crack. And Jared McCann goes down, blocks the shot. Now, you'd think that would be where the injury came from. Instead, McCann blocks the shot. The puck's kind of trapped under him. Ref goes ahead and blows it dead because you can't see the puck. It's kind of stuck under McCann. Uh, Andrew Maggiapani of the Flames comes over, was was kind of around uh, McCann, and he cross-checks McCann kind of in the upper shoulder and neck, and it just drives McCann face-first down into the ice. 
Like McCann was already down on his belly, kind of, you know, he's looking, you know, had his head up a little, obviously. And then just Majiapani just drove him into the ice for no apparent reason. Um, it was a really, really ugly play. And so McCann missed some time. I'm assuming there was probably, you know, this is just speculation. I would assume there was a, a concussion check during all of that. Um, looked like he had maybe some blood around his upper lip. So they're probably checking him out for, for stuff like that as well. He did stay down on the ice for a little while, just, you know, as anybody would having their face shoved into the ground. Um, but he was ultimately able to come back and, and play in the rest of this one. So that was, that was great to see um, from him. Uh, let's see. Coop. It's funny how this loss feels so bad, even after how great those last two wins felt. If we don't just give up completely on that fourth goal, you tied at the end of the third. It's the whole, that's a whole point. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, it's, it's something, I don't know. Ugh, just got to shoot more. Like just can't be a low event team. It, it's certainly not in today's NHL and certainly not for this Kraken group. It really feels like Dexter. I think I'm in panic mode with this team. Unfortunately, again, you know, uh, someone else onslaught agreeing with panic time. We did just win two. Like we're still not really that far off our pace. I think it's still only one, one game off pace from last season. And we know how last season ended up. So I I'm not ready to go to full on panic mode yet, but it's certainly we're back to, you know, the glass over the panic button has been removed and the hand can be over it. I just don't think I'm, I'm ready to hit the button. Um, Ricky, one of Wenberg or Maddie have to sit. They are killing this team. See this. I will push back against, like I said earlier, the Maddie Beniers line, driving offense that was the one line able to have sustained time of possession in this game we talked about it Matty Beneers back checking the effort and hustle he has he is not the problem Alexander Wenberg had I believe the best scoring chance of anybody on the Kraken in this game and then he had another really good scoring chance later on um, I'm going to pull up right now the kind of the expected goals for the Kraken but it would not surprise me at all if he is you know one of their top two or three guys is fourth on the team. Maddie Benier second on the team in expected goals. So again, you're talking about two of the four best performing Kraken players as far as trying to generate offense today. I, it's not, it's not their problem. I thought Vince Dunn had a really rough game defensively. Um, whether it was that horrific defending sequence on the five minute major that the Kraken have after they've, they've scored the Bjorkstrand goal a little bit later on. There's a situation where the flames are able to start moving the puck back against Vince Dunn. It's like a, you know, he kind of, he kind of allows Calgary to have it, which was bad to begin with. Then Calgary gets going. He goes back, takes one of the worst angles I've ever seen a defenseman take, allows the flame to get around him and just beat him and get in on, um, Philip Grubauer and I thought that was that was a really really poor defensive effort. I know you're on a power play, but you have to be better than that. And then later on, I you know where was he for that first Calgary Flames goal? Right, his defensive pair is out there. Adam Larson kind of handles things as best as he can with his man. And then you look at how the Calgary Flames score that goal. There's just a guy like wide open in the low slot there he's he's able to score and Vince Dunn was like nowhere to be found and that's that's Vince Dunn's assignment is he needs to be there um so there's other situations going on with this team the again the PK and the momentum of the PK I mean Wenberg is part of the penalty kill so I I you know you if Wenberg's the problem on the PK yeah sit Wenberg for penalty kills but not five on five but I, I really think it's a it's a much larger problem than just, you know, Wenberg, who never scores anyway, isn't scoring, and Maddie is just having a slow start to the season. Um I I, I think the the issues for the these types of games for the Kraken are, are much larger than that. Unfortunately, I wish it was just that easy, but I, I just really think it is. Um, Autocat, I have no words. I'm usually really positive, even when losing a game, but this one made me very, very angry and upset especially after what happened to Canner in this game. I agree. I mean, that was tough to watch for, for all of us. Um, wow. Things must have been quick because we've got RJ here already uh, coming in and joining us, RJ. Dude, the shirt. What is it? No. No, no, no. No. Uh, I'm, hey, after after tonight's game, I'm with you. No, I probably shouldn't have worn this. I didn't make any friends tonight up in the press box. I'll tell you that. But, uh, you know, got to rep the alma mater. Chance to play spoiler. 
could not get it done. Yeah, no, they they definitely could not. Um, and the Kraken weren't able to get it done either, RJ. I mean, this was this was a rough, rough game. Uh, I, I what was the attitude of everybody after this one? Because I can't imagine it was great. Yeah, I mean, as you pointed out, things went pretty quickly as far as the media segment after the game. And, you know, I think the players and Haxtell were kind of just ready to own it that they got outworked in this game. And Haxtell flat out said that, you know, we got outworked in the last, he said in the last 10 minutes of the third, I'm mean, sorry, first 10 minutes of the third period. Um, you know, I might extend that stretch a little bit longer than what he said. But, you know, when a coach is able to go out there and say, yeah, we got outworked, we've got to own that. Um you know, that's that's kind of plain and simple, the answer. And and, and Pierre Edward Belmar also, he added, he said, when you don't match the intensity level of your opponent, you're going to have problems. And mm -hmm. kind of pointed out, they really just did not match the Flames' intensity level. The Flames looked like a more desperate, hungry, driven team than the Kraken did tonight. Yeah, um, interesting that he'd bring up the start of the third period. Obviously, that's when Calgary was able to score a bunch of their goals. But you look at the second period and the Kraken get outshot 13-3. to uh, I mean, you might want to start even before you wait until Calgary starts scoring their goals to maybe up that, right? Yeah, the second period was sloppy all around, I felt like, but sloppier on the Kraken's end. I mean, that's one where, given how the Flames were playing, you should really just be able to put them away there. They did not have a good second period, uh, but the Kraken were somehow even worse. So, um, you know, I think, yeah, you do have to point out pretty much for me, the whole second period and and, you know, most of the third, I think, the Kraken were just kind of sleepwalking out there and not really putting in the effort that you need to win games. And I don't think it's something that the players really shied away from. I think they understand that that was the case, um, but still doesn't make it any better. No. Got a super chat here from Sammy. Appreciate it, Sammy. My dad thinks they were out partying last night or something. With peace and love, that was a tough watch. I don't know how to recover. It's been a lot of that, RJ. I mean, I talked about uh, to start things off that it was, you know, kind of two steps forward. This is their one step back. But yeah, I mean, this was a tough game to, to stomach. It was. I mean, just a lot of it for me was just that the game was right there for the taking. I felt like this was a very winnable game and not just mm -hmm. given who your opponent was, but also just kind of how they played throughout. I think this is a game that if, if the Kraken come out and give their full effort, they probably win. And I think it, one thing that makes it tougher, too, is that we just don't usually see that from this team. You know, we'll see struggles. We'll see mental mistakes. We usually don't see lack of effort being a problem for this team. I hardly ever. But tonight it was kind of clearly the culprit. And so it just feels uncharacteristic of this group. Yeah. Well, and it's another game, RJ, where you have a lead. I mean, this team, like, I've, I don't know that I've ever seen a team really struggle so much with having leads. Yeah. I mean. They had a lead, you know, they held it for a little bit in this one, but just given how they were playing, it was kind of clear that that lead wasn't going to last too long. And um, I think also, you know, you had the chance to really put the flames away a little bit to get a bigger lead. This time it wasn't a two goal lead. And I mean, you play this way, a two goal lead's going to be gone too. But I mm -hmm. think they were also missing a little bit of that killer instinct, even when they were up to one. Yeah. Um, get everybody. It's just been a, real struggle for me here with the comment section. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to stay down at the bottom. So if I, you know, obviously skip then a, a chunk of chat, just go ahead and re-put any questions you have down at the bottom. And again, apologies for how it's behaving for me here. Um, Jake, we need Tanev back for the PK. We missed that energy and pressure pressure. Talked about that, RJ. I mean, 50% on the PK in this one is definitely not that good. Feels like after every game, the Kraken just fall further and further down the penalty kill standings. And again, it's another one where that allows Calgary to tie it with a minute left in a period. They come out at hot for that start of the third period. It really, you know, affected the momentum of this one. I, You know, Brandon Tanev can't come back and fix the PK right now, but the PK does need fixing. Yeah, it does. And it, it's kind of costing them games sometimes at this point. And it, it's tough, too, because they killed off a pretty lengthy five on three and they got it to just the end of that last penalty. A player didn't have a stick too, but, you know, ultimately you're still stuck in your own zone for that stretch. And a good team or, or really most teams in the NHL are going to make you pay for that eventually. Uh, you know, it's tough also taking penalties that maybe you don't have to take. You know, hate to blame Jared McCann for really anything after the start of the game that he mm -hmm. had to go through. But, you know, you look at that high sticking penalty and that's, you know, a pretty big whack at a puck in the air yeah. that, you know, the risk reward of, of actually making contact with that puck just doesn't really add up. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's that high stick that leads to the five on three. 
Yeah, it definitely that was that was a tough one. Uh, you mentioned that Edward here is Majiapani now a Makar level villain for the Kraken. Ah, uh, you know what? I mean, I think that was certainly you know as dirty as the Makar hit. I think even the playoffs and the timing of it probably not. But I would expect he does get some booze next time he is here. I mean, that was just a, a dirty play, no way around yeah. it. You don't often see the intent to injure rule. Uh, invoked in the NHL with these penalty calls, but I think that one was absolutely deserved. I mean, just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know what more to say about that. A cross check to the back of a guy's head in that position. I, it's just, it's dangerous. It's reckless. I think you should be getting a call from the league, certainly, and, and I think should be a lengthy suspension, as should anything that invokes that intent, intent to injure rule. I mean, that's why it's there. Yeah, no, and I think one of the things that helps in this situation is just the fact that, you know, they, they, the refs handled it right like right yeah, away right and away. it was handled and you're given the major and i talked about it earlier kind of the best way you can handle that as that team when you don't know how okay jared mccann is at that point is just to take advantage of that five minute major and go out there and score a goal the way that they did like that's that's kind of the only way you can move forward if you are the kraken and they were able to get one that was good to see rj because oh, with the way the power play is you know sometimes <laughs> Yeah, you just you don't want it to be a momentum killer for you, certainly. And at least getting that one goal there was was big in that moment. Oliver Bjorkstrand, I'm sure you talked about it, but from the same spot, two games in a row, similar shot, yeah. you know, high left corner. I mean, he's got something really working for him there. He really does. Uh, Bahrain, add him to the list of evil M's with Makar and Myers. It's it's pretty interesting. Huh. All the all the big Kraken villains, they all do start with the letter M. Interesting. And of course, the Vegas Golden Knights fit right in there too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Lindsay, oh, now I see why the Kraken lost. It was all thanks to RJ's choice of jacket. Hashtag go dogs. Say say what you will. I don't hey, I will tell you, I will be wearing some kind of, you know, UW uh, apparel uh, at a future morning skate or practice because I did lose a bet on this one. So I'll be wearing yeah. UW stuff soon enough. Yeah, um, that replay of Eberly just coasting back, watching Grubauer flopping around desperately while his man skates straight straight past him to slam home an empty netter made me want to barf from Coop. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is right in there with everybody who's kind of talking about the, you know, the, maybe the lack of legs they had in the third period, RJ. It was definitely not a good watch. Yeah, that was ugly. And I think it does encapsulate the, uh, the effort or lack thereof uh, from the Kraken in the final two periods of this one, you know, that play was kind of the end of this game in a nutshell. Um, I mean, Grubauer makes a fantastic save. I mean, he, you know, it's a breakaway there. He makes a really good save on it. It's just that the flames had that much time to dig the puck out from under his pad and to put it home. I mean, even just an extra stride or two from anybody who's back checking on that play probably prevents that goal. And I mean, that's, that's the point where I realized, okay, the Kraken are, are not getting it done tonight. Just the effort's not there. The will isn't there. Uh, you know, at that point, you kind of knew it was over. Yeah, we had Christian earlier talking about how they need some of that Cobra Kai mentality. Mercy is for the weak. And I mean, again, we brought it up already for you, RJ, just the fact that, you know, this is, this is another one where they led at some point, right? Like, you've got to at some point find a way to hold on to those. Bryce, respect to old man Belmar for trying to wrestle 6'5 Nikita Zdorov to provide a spark. Probably not great. He had to be the one to do that, though. Yeah, no, I mean, he was he was trying to provide a spark there. And I think Zadorov also had a pretty big hit on Ty Karche earlier in that game, too. Yeah. I'm sure Belmar probably had that in his mind, trying to give the team a little bit of a jump. But, you know, hey, he's veteran leadership. That's what he's there for. Also, respect to him for coming out. And he was one of the guys who talked to us after this game. And, you know, he started off with a, you know, good evening. Uh, you know, didn't didn't get too down. Didn't give short answers. Gave really thoughtful answers, too, I thought, too. You know, and just... I heard from another, you know, media person, just, man, you know, if you could have just a whole team full of guys like that, you know, it'd be pretty mm-hmm. great. So, um, you know, credit to him for, uh, you know, giving us some really thoughtful answers after this game too. Uh, there was an interesting answer too, to a question. I think the question was, you know, after a game like this, do you just forget about it? Do you keep thinking about it? Do you talk about it? You know, what do you do? And he said, actually, that's you know probably a question for hack in, in a couple minutes here. Uh, you know, I, I, I come to work and, you know, we'll, we'll see if, if we end up talking about it or not. That's kind of hacks call, but it's not the kind of answer that I would think necessarily from a player, but it's true. I mean, that's kind of how it works. And it was just an interesting window into that. Yeah, no, that is an interesting answer. Uh, like that though. 
Well, Rain, either effort issues or panic issues in a bunch of games this year. And it is true, right? Like it's, I would certainly lean towards the panic ones. Well, no, I think, I think both of that, right? Effort and panic, whether it's just on goals against RJ or whether it's for extended sequences, kind of like the beginning of the third period here. I mean, I talked earlier about the sequence with Vince Dunn where he it was on the five minute major right after the Bjorkstrand goal where he, I believe he turns the puck over and then Calgary's coming back against him and he defends it very poorly. Uh, just takes one of the worst angles I've ever seen RJ where guy just is able to go right past him. Um, I mean, there's a lot of times where stuff like that happens. We mentioned the Eberle play just a, a minute ago. I mean, it is kind of a problem for them. This doesn't look like the controlled team defensively that we saw the last two games when it was like, oh, this might be their their path to success, their path to winning games. Control sequences, control things in the defensive zone, help out your goaltender by clearing out rebounds. It was like none of that, you know, like what was this team compared to that? It did feel like they were in their own heads a little bit in this game. And that's something that Belmar also kind of pointed out. I thought this was an interesting observation. He said he felt like they over forechecked in this game. And that's something that maybe you can be tempted to do a little bit when you're playing against a team that's struggling. You feel like you can take advantage of those opportunities. But when you don't, as a result, the play comes back the other way and you have a lot of odd man rushes going back toward your net. And you felt like that was something that really burned them tonight. And so I do think there there were some of those things where you just have to kind of play more within yourself mentally, too, of knowing what you can and can't get away with against really any team in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, going to jump down to Tammy's. Can we talk about Gru and rebounds? It feels like a significant contribution to goals against us. Yeah, I mean, like I like I said, in this one, Kraken really weren't there to help him with any of them, it felt like. Like, it would just, you know, whether that's confirmation bias or, or not, or whether it's just what happened, it really felt like in that one. That being said, I also felt like we didn't see these this level of rebounds or poor rebound control from him in the previous games either. No, that felt like just a this game kind of thing. And yeah, he didn't have much help with those either. Like, I I don't want to really pin any of the blame on him, just given the situations that he was kind of forced to deal with and just the lack of effort overall. You knew he wasn't going to get a a whole lot more goal support too uh, Mm -hmm. once the Kraken had that second one and you get to the second and third period. So I don't want to put anything on him. But yeah, probably wasn't the best game from him tonight. But I think he's so far down the list of issues in this one. Yeah, Coop, PK is too passive. If you let a team shoot a thousand times from the point and collect every rebound, they will eventually score. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, there's a lot of problems with the PK we've been talking about. Christian, did Wenberg really not have an opportunity to pick up his stick? And the comments all just disappeared on me. Uh, (laughs) There we go. Uh, To pick up his stick when it was right next to him. Why didn't he pick up his stick? Do you know the play he's talking about? Yeah, I know. So, yeah, that was on the PK where the Flames ended up. I think it was Hannafin scoring that goal. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have the chance to go back and look at it. I don't know if you did, Dylan, whether his stick mm-hmm. was broken or not and exactly where the location was. Um, I was kind of too focused after the goal on, like, you know, dissecting the, the yeah. play and all that stuff and not looking at the Wenberg stick. Yeah, short answer is I'm not sure but it is something worth looking into. Okay, there you go. Um, Edward, I definitely agree with this. StreamYard working about as well as Crack had played, sadly. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> um, Lindsay, Maggiapani's cross-check was dirtier than Makar's hit, in my opinion. Very clear and intentional. No argument about trying to make a play or accidentally landing a hit wrong on a guy. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's certainly something uh, to give it. I, I would agree with that. Um uh, Brooke, we left CPA after second empty netter. We'd seen enough. Yeah, that being said, a lot of people who were there, RJ, did give a lot of credit to the crowd in this one. Yeah, the crowd. I'm glad you gave me the chance to mention this, too, because the crowd was really in it tonight. And from the start of the game, I think especially the McCann thing, unfortunately, uh, with Bongiapani, got everyone really riled up and you know kind of angry there at the Flames and really into the game. Uh, but the crowd absolutely brought it tonight. Uh, and it's unfortunate the effort didn't match that from the Kraken in the second and third. I think by, you know, the middle end of the third, I think the crowd kind of realized what was happening and, you know, did get a little quieter. But man, up until that point, uh, they were absolutely bringing it. So great Saturday crowd here for the Kraken. Yeah, no, definitely love that. Um, absurdly saying Tom Glasgow said what I was feeling in the intermission about McCann. It seems like there's a target on him with the dirty hits. You have thoughts? I mean, given these results, it's kind of hard to argue with that, right? I, I mean, 
especially on something that's so intentional like this with Mangiapane. You know, I, I know McCann was kind of run into, what was it? Um, it was Lemieux that, uh, that yeah. ran into him a few games ago. And that one, you could say, okay, that's kind of accidental. It was just a weird collision type of thing. But, you know, after so many of these times, yeah, I, I do think there may be something to that. And the fact that, look, he's the only guy on the Kraken who's a reliable 40-goal scorer, even the only guy who's probably even a 30-plus goal scorer on the Kraken, it would make sense maybe to try and rough him up if you're an opponent, especially knowing there's probably not a whole lot of response coming. I don't know if you talked about this, but on the McCann play with Manchipani, nobody was really going after him. No. I mean, you know, that one on such a clear black and white kind of play, you've got to have somebody trying to get into his face right afterward. And the other four skaters on the ice were just kind of looking around, trying to figure out what's going on. I, I don't know. I didn't like it. Yeah, the only like I'll give them a little bit of credit because like the refs were on it like right away, so like okay, don't you don't want to dive yeah. in in that situation. I got I that, but I don't think most other teams would left would let the refs stop them in that situation. Probably I, not. And, yeah, you know, and as far as him having a target on his back, he's the best player. He's the leading scorer. He's really the only guy that's dangerous to you right now so far this season. So yeah, if if there was a guy to be targeted on this team. It would be Jared McCann. Um, yeah, and if anything, I think you might have put a bigger target on his back after this game because look at what the Flames were able to do. They don't really get harmed a ton by the major penalty. They score right after it. You know, that pretty much evens things up, and they're able to have a convincing kind of statement win for them that they really need this season, and that's a big part of kind of how the tone was set for that game. And I yeah. I think if your other team's looking at that, I don't. what do you see out there that deters you from trying something similar? It's true. It's unfortunate, but it is true. Um, Jake, preseason, I would have been open to bringing Ebbs back on a decent contract next season. Now, not so much. I mean, there's still a lot of season left. A yeah. lot of guys still need to get going. Uh, Zoe, I think it's frustrating how inconsistent the Kraken are. I feel like there's got to be a mentality thing, but I don't understand it. It's got to be a mentality thing, but I don't understand it. Just got to get up for second period, Jake. <laughs> yeah. I don't, this one still just felt like an anomaly, like just the, the lack of effort there. And I think the reason we keep coming back to it, too, is just because it's so unusual from this team. Like, it's mm -hmm. not a common thing, but this one, they just really, the effort wasn't there. It wasn't an execution problem. Yeah. Hockey Fork agreeing with you. Of course, there's a target on McCann. Message has been sent to the league that the Kraken won't do anything in return. It's true. I mean, McCann Whether it's was on the power play or, or physically after, you know, later in the game. It's got to be one of those two. Yeah, the one guy we've really seen, well, we've seen it twice, right? We saw Ty Cartier, but we also saw McCann. So he's, yeah. of, of the two times the Kraken have done something like that, he was one of them. Bob um, Rain was repeating this from earlier. Thank you uh, for this. It's it's the, the goal breakdown by period, RJ. Uh, okay. For the Kraken, goals for the Kraken, 15 in the first period, five in the second, six in the third, and two in overtime. So definitely a first period team. That's, oh, man. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. Wait till you get to these goals against numbers, RJ. Eight in the first, 13 in the second, 19 in the third period, and one in overtime. So they're getting outscored uh, 13 to five and and 19 to six in basically the second half of these games. That's If you had me guess, I would not have guessed it was that bad. That is worse yeah. than I thought. Yeah, that is really, really rough. Uh, th again, thank you for putting that in. Yeah, thank you, Byron. That's a big deal. Uh, Zoe, from earlier, I'm curious why... Just, just wide it out on me again. I'm uh, Okay, here we go. Uh, from earlier, I'm curious why Dunn didn't try harder to prevent the last few goals, especially after that goal from Schwartz. I mean... that just... Okay, the one that banked off the boards, I, I think he was just really confused by that. As was I looking at it. I didn't... Because I was watching it live, you know, from a much better vantage point that he had. And I didn't think the angle was right for it to go into the net. I thought that was going to be icing and he just kind of need to turn around for that. I, I honestly think looking at it, he didn't think it was going into the net. And I don't really blame him on that one. Yeah. Um, it was Brooke, weird. The yeah, second Brooke, empty net goal was weird, too. Just kind of barely gliding into the net. Yeah. Uh, Brooke, with the same question, basically, what's going on with Dunn's decision making? He just gave up trying to stop the empty netter. From my view, he was going fast enough to stop it, then just quit. I'd have to go back and, and see it because I wasn't thinking along those lines like i was just like oh i gotta update this the graphic yeah. uh, at that point <laughs> um, 
So I, I, I can't say anything about it. Um, Joey McCann with that stupid penalty WTF was he thinking he wasn't is all I could think when, when that happened. Thinking fuck there, let me get yes. it. I mean, it yes. doesn't go beyond that. Yeah. Um, Dave, hearing about what Pierre Belmar said shows his maturity as a seasoned veteran. Just another reason to appreciate him as a member of the Kraken. It's very true. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's a great guy to have in the room, especially, you know, as, as not fun as it is, especially on nights yeah. like this. He's a good guy to have. In the room. Bringing more than just face-offs to this team. <laughs> Lindsay, do you think Hackstall gives Joey the start versus Arizona in his own old college town? I think there's a really good chance of that, RJ, after this one. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. I thought there was a chance maybe Joey might get the start tonight uh, just because he. Yeah. I know he has at least one win against Calgary that I can remember. Um, but The yeah, only Kraken win against yeah, Calgary. That's right. Um, so, I mean, he's got that. I, I would like to see him get the start in Arizona. I think that'd be great for him. I think it's time to just change something up a little bit to just give the guys a jolt. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's something and look, that's been Hackstall's M.O. Uh, really through last season and certainly through this season. Right. Like he was going to ride the hot hand. Grubauer's coming off a good game. He's going to stick with Grubauer. Now it's time to reset. Go to the other guy. That's kind of you got to think Grubauer's getting the start in Colorado. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have an opportunity to really, you know, basically start both of them against former teams in a way. Yeah. That's that's a unique situation for sure. And oh man, I can't wait to hear Muller Arena if Joey Decord is the starting goaltender, RJ. That's gonna be wild. That'll be real fun for you. Um I I gotta wait for comments to come back because they disappeared again. There we oh, go. Sorry, I don't know why it's it's been such an issue tonight. I've never had this issue before. Um hey, shout out Tolvi for getting back on the board though. That makes me happy from from Coop. Definitely. Um, Jake saying he thought the stick was broken, I believe, referring to that Wenberg uh, situation. Yeah. From and if it is, you, you can't pick it up and play with it, of course. Exactly. Edward, I wonder if the like button's working tonight. If you haven't already, go give the stream a like and let me know if it worked. <laughs> Thank you very much, Edward. Uh, yeah, just because comments aren't always working doesn't mean the like button won't. Um, uh, Dave, you're absolutely right, RJ. Our boys need to be like rabid dogs after that cross check to the back of McCann's head. Um, it sadly shows how soft the Kraken are without any kind of retaliation. If our boys don't answer that boulder dash, then it's going to be open season on our top scorers. I mean, it's true. And you, you do have to worry about, you know, McCann at this point, just because it's happened several times to him. You certainly don't want it to start happening to say, you know, Maddie starts scoring again, right, RJ? And then everybody starts targeting him again, just like last season. You kind of don't, you know, you do need to find a way to stop this. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, at least we didn't lose seven to nothing like Colorado from Kalen. Colorado really get blank like that. I guess so. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, and we're also still not the Sharks either. I not to mention, yeah, back to back games, give it up 10 goals. It's unreal. That Bryce, I just got this loaded in. Do we dare ask RJ for his Sharks reaction? First team in NHL history to allow 10 goals in back to back games. You know, we'll, we'll get more on the Red Glare podcast next week, but like my short answer is I've got no problem with it. Like my all my complaints with the Sharks over the last several years was that they weren't doing this. This is what yeah. they needed to do. Maybe it doesn't need to be this intense. They're really maybe going a little overboard with it, but they've got the general right idea. Uh, yeah, they've they've, boy, they've they've kind of taken this whole tear it down to this to not even don't even leave the studs, just tear yeah, it down so completely that it's just a pile of rubble. That's all that's left. Uh, he really went in there like that. Uh, Brooke, for context, I sit in section 122 and had a very clear view of Dunn just seeming to stop as the puck went straight towards the goal. Yeah, I'm definitely going to take a look at that, Brooke, right as you know, as soon as I can after this. Um, Zoe, I'm sure that on ice things look different than it does to the people watching the broadcast. I mean, it certainly does. Uh, just yeah. being in different parts of the arena, things can look well, here's different. The thing. I think he did stop. But I'll have to go back and look at it. I think he did stop. I noticed that. But I think it was like a misread. I think he was trying to figure out where the puck was going rather than just mm -hmm. like not giving effort. Yeah, definitely. Um, Daniel, they had eight hits. How could they uh, well, They over four check? Um, 
I thought the forecheck was actually okay at times in this one, RJ. Like, I was kind of surprised that they only had eight hits, the Kraken, in this one. Um, I know I was complaining about being low event from a shots on goal perspective. I guess it was also low event hit-wise. But I actually felt like there was plenty of times where at least the Matty Beneers line was able to keep the, you know, play solidly in Calgary's zone. We saw Calgary have to deal with, you know, shift lengths of a minute and a half at times. Um, I guess they just did it without hitting anybody. I, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, and it was more on the plays, I think, where they got caught back for odd man rushes because the Flames did have a few of those where, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can forecheck too aggressively. And if you don't hit the right spots, then you're in real trouble. And I think that might have happened there. But like in the first period, the pressure was good. Like you look at the Tolvanen goal and like Yanni Gord's puck pressure there in the offensive zone, like absolutely leads to that goal. Yeah. It's, you've got to have that effort all around. You know, you've got to have the effort before the forecheck. You got to have the effort after the forecheck to follow up on it and to back check really fast if you do get caught on it. And the Kraken just didn't really have much of that at all. Yep. And then also from Daniel, the ghost of Daryl Sutter got us tonight. RJ. These coaches that I've wanted gone for so long, even when they are gone, they still find a way to get me. I know this felt like one of those games too, where it's like, oh, the Flames have our number. You know, it's the Daryl Sutter team again, even though it's not. Yep. And Lindsay also grew has two wins all time versus Calgary in seven career starts. Both of those wins were with Colorado. So maybe something just to keep in mind for future games against this in division team. Uh, Joey maybe is the guy. I would say so. <laughs> definitely edward sometimes dylan can see the comments sometimes he can't schrodinger's chat wow that's a great comment. <laughs> leave it leave it to edward always comes through always comes through oh man uh lindsey the sharks really want macklin celebrini they yeah they do Here's the thing. The Oilers are going to win the lottery instead. And jump I was them. I was just going to say, here's the thing, though. There's a lottery. They're only going to have, what, a 25% chance of getting They're not winning the lottery. <laughs> they are absolutely not winning the lottery this year. Oh, man. Dave, don't just like the stream, but share the stream. Thank you very much. Uh, and then also, don't forget to roll your clocks back. Yes. Got, got that happening, RJ. Yay. Wait, we gain an hour, right? We gain an hour this time, okay, yeah. I think. Yes. Good. Yeah, I know you're, you'd be happy about that. Uh, I will just point out, I believe both the states of Washington and California voted to get rid of this. Uh, in one case, I think twice. It's and non-binding. It. It's non-binding. Yep. <laughs> come on. Voted to form a committee to look into doing this. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, Lindsay, can we roll this game back? I wish we could. I wish we could, RJ. What would you? Okay, let's say you can. What's okay. the one thing, what's the one thing you would do different? You know, like if you can only affect one thing, RJ, what is it? I know that's like a really tough question. I, well, especially in a game where I just feel like effort was the problem. I, I feel like, yeah. I know, here's, I, you just tell the team that you have come from the future and the Flames beat you six to three. You know, they didn't roll over. You didn't get the easy win. In fact, you lost because you didn't try hard enough and you didn't match their intensity. Just tell them that. And knowing this team, They'll they'll get up for that. They'll you know they'll give the effort they need to. I would just tell them the result. Yeah, um, uh, Malaya is that how you pronounce it? Uh, honestly, scared for our Sharks meeting later this month. We seem to be uh, the losing streak breaker. Uh, we did talk about this earlier at the beginning of chat, RJ. We don't want to be the like the bounce back team for all these teams in the Pacific Division. That would be bad. No, I mean, the Kraken are already on the wrong side of, I believe, one of the teams that's tied for the longest losing streak to start a season, that being the Arizona Coyotes. A couple years ago, uh, they had 11 straight uh, losses to start their season, and the Kraken were, of course, their first win. Uh, The Sharks are at 11 now, so they're tied with the Coyotes twice and then the 1944 New York Rangers. Uh, They would be well ahead of that number, certainly, if they continue to lose up to when they play the Kraken. But yeah, you don't want to be on the wrong side of that. Yeah, Viren, every time I see someone dunk on the Sharks or the Oilers, I see another future goal against us. From the I, Oilers, maybe. Well, yeah, they're going to get theirs. I I mean, I kind of know where you're coming from. I did have, you know, I expressed uh, after last postgame with you, RJ, I was a little worried about this one. Just because it's one of those, when you see the entire world focus and zero in on a team struggling, RJ, they, they don't then struggle for that long, right? Like they, they, they've always find a way to kind of reverse that narrative. 
Um, even if it's only for a game, they do. That's just unfortunate. That's how, just it how it works. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> Byron lost uh, Vancouver last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Zoe, if you're the coaching staff for the Kraken, what's the directive for the next game? You might have covered this already. If so, my bad. No, I mean, it is, you know, it's, it's definitely something worth talking about. I, I mean, is it, I, I guess it really has to be centered around effort level, compete level, motivation, energy, just go out and play hard and actually play the full 60, right? Yeah, I think it has to be, especially against um, a, uh, is it is it the Coyotes next? Yeah, yeah. it is. Especially yeah. against the Coyotes team that, you know, isn't always big on skill or, or talent, but they always have a lot of effort that they bring. We saw that last season. You know, you're going to have to go out there and, and really outwork them. I think that has to be the message. Yeah, I, they, they're going to have to to figure that one out. I, it's weird. It's really weird. Um, And, you know, just uh, don't let Clayton Keller do anything. Like, it's, yes. he's the only guy really on that team that can beat you. So that that's what you got to do. Um, let's see. Uh, but really good question there, Zoe. Uh, circling Seattle sports, at least UW football won today. So I don't know if you need to glance around there. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You can't be mad at him, though, RJ, because he's right. <laughs> I know it makes it worse, but it's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Edward, federal law says all states that observe daylight savings time have to use the same start end dates. You can only opt out like Arizona or Hawaii who stay on standard time year round. Well, that's what we were trying to do. I thought that's what we voted on. No, it was going to daylight time. Oh, around. that's actually a nightmare because we federally did that in 1978, and it's a complete nightmare. You have to be on standard time for everybody's circadian rhythm to like actually work. They literally didn't even make it the entire year when they stayed on, on uh, daylight saving time back in 1978. Look it up, everybody. Because it, okay, it literally messed with people so much. That it just does not work with, you know, when the sun is up and what our brains are doing. And it's it's really like harmful. We have we have actually all sorts of like negative health effects and stuff from it messing with our circadian rhythm. So if we're if we get rid of it, we actually have to be on standard time. We can't be on daylight savings time. But they, uh, all right. This is I'm just I it's science. It's math. It's health. Like these, that's what <laughs> doctors say. I literally was watching a thing of a doctor saying that earlier. Um, so yeah, no, that's, that's the way it is. Uh, <laughs> there you go, everybody. That's why you're all, that's why you stay 57 minutes after yeah. a six, three loss to hear about this. Um, my friend, look, I was at the four, nothing loss to the Meyer and hurdle sharks last year. Nothing's impossible. That's true. Hey, that I would was, scar you for a while. That would scar you for a while. Oh, that was, that was brutal. Um, okay, peeling off the duct tape band-aid. What's up with the Mike Leach offensive scheme on the zone entry, which drives me insane from Dave? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, I don't know. I Like I said, I, I really, for me, everything right now, as far as like a coaching scheme, all that stuff, I think all the energy has to be going towards the PK. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I think that is the problem. The power play is doing okay at the moment, right? You're, you're getting a goal a game out of the power play. That's enough um, for what the Kraken need to do. I think, you, you know, defensively, you need to play tighter than you did today, definitely. But you've shown that you can. Um, the big thing for them is just they get killed with, with losing momentum. And a lot of that seems to stem from them not being able to stop opposing teams' power plays. I think everything just needs to go into that. Yeah, I, I think that does definitely has to be the number one area of, of priority there that you're looking at. I know they are working on it, too. Like, I, I've, yeah. you know, they're working on it in practice. They're working on it morning skate. You know, maybe the right adjustments aren't being made, but they are putting time and effort into it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good to hear. I mean, this is what they need to be doing. Hopefully we'll start seeing those results soon, RJ. Just like, uh, you know, I hope uh, as I'm going to be taking a trip up there to Seattle, we'll get to see some results going to flat stick. And playing some mini golf with everybody, RJ. That's that's something I really want to do, and I want to see some. Have results you been working from... on your putting? I no, I, I probably should. <laughs> Somebody who on the other side of this wall is literally a hole on a golf course. I should probably be better about that. <laughs> no excuse, man. 
yeah that's, that's what we should probably do um but yes one more time big thanks to Flatstick pub for sponsoring uh the post game lives all season long this year one more time you know nights like tonight great time to go check out that post game offer they have at that south lake union location where you can get a dollar off beer and yeah pre-game take your cracking ticket show that you're going to the game later get yourself pumped up with some mini golf and other games 50% off. I mean, that's a great deal. 50% off. Like when do you see 50% off anything that isn't just like some, you know, total fire sale, RJ, like 50% off. is a great yeah, deal. No, I mean, did these days of inflation, everything. No, no one's offering 50% off. Yeah. 50% off is really, really good. So definitely go check out that South Lake union location, or if you're located elsewhere in Washington, go check out one of the, their other five locations around this great, that great state. I guess I'm technically not there. I can't say this. Uh, <laughs> kind of a catch myself um all right everybody thank you so much for for joining us for this one really really appreciate it can't wait to see everybody in arizona on tuesday and uh you know i'll get to enjoy our fun role reversal for those those road games when i'm there can't always wait. enjoy that I, I enjoy seeing you so happy for those i know i do get really happy and the bottom line is i need to see hockey live this season it's been too long it's been five months since i've seen hockey live like that's that's what I'm really pumped about. Not good about. for you. <laughs> no, that's, that's worse than the, apparently the daylight time. That's worse for your health. You got to see hockey live. Definitely. So I get to I get to see that and then go to the Coachella Valley game the next day. I'm gonna get my hockey fix in good. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us for this one. We will see you all next time.